Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire UFC 255, the flyweight showcase. Men's title on the line, Davis and Figueredo taking on Alex Turbo Perez. Women's title also on the line, Valentina Bulletshevchenko taking on Jennifer. I take advantage of poor Joanne Calderwood. Maya, Fight IQ with you as always, presented by Rotowire. I am your host, Daily Fantasy Sniper. With me as always, the analyst, the co-host, the important guys here. It is Chris Olsen and Joe, also known as Sun Suit. Guys, how you doing? Uh, I'm go- doing good. I, uh, I was waiting for Joe, but I'll take no, it. No, you had to think about that for a while. I, I wanted to put you on edge because we hear that you have some controversial opinions. So, I was- Well, I mean, that's the only thing I'm here for. You're the DFS guy. but uh- not, not, not nearly as controversial as uh, – No, probably not. It's, it's yeah. not. It's, I was expecting, oh, what did he do? What did he do? And I'm like – I am one of It's not that bad. You know, no, like- I've actually – you know what? Well, I'm, I'm the a little only bit? Perez, aren't I? Uh, yes, you're the okay. only Perez in, in our group, but I've heard so much love for Perez yes. that it actually bears talking about ownership wise yeah. when we get there in the main event. Yeah, you're oh, actually, no. it's a pretty common, common underdog. Yeah, you know, I, I've actually seen that too. I, I was surprised because I thought we would have a little bit more when uh, when I saw a little bit on uh. Twitter, but I'm I'm glad to stand alone as I, as I, as I usually do. Look, uh, I'm not as confident in my pick though, Chris. Well, but anyway, so Chris is good. 
I'm good. I'm coming off of um, uh, actually a really good betting week. I, I gave out a chick whisperer parlay on Daily Fan MMA that paid eight to one, um, and including two underdogs in in uh, Ashley Yoder and uh, Corey McKenna. So that was nice. I have another chick whisperer parlay, which I'm going to give out um, tonight. Um, I also gave it out on Alpha. So if you saw Alpha, it's not going to be news here, but um, it only includes one underdog. Um, it will be the three female fights. Uh, one of those will be underdog. You'll have to wait to find out um, who my dog is. You could, you all could probably guess. Um, but, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this slate. There's some good prize pools out there. Um, you know, despite Mike Perry, did anybody else miss weight, guys? No. I don't think so, no. Okay. So, and as of right now, we still have 12 fights. But Knock on this, wood. This what I did on the DFS Army side, too, is uh, this is my very, very, very strong recommendation. Um, no, people watching this podcast don't have to worry about it. It's worst case scenario, do not make your lineups until after weigh-ins. Best case scenario, you should probably be waiting until 2 or 3 Eastern time yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I got so messed up, guys. Uh, it cost me money. Like That's why I didn't. You know, it cost me money, really. I got really messed up. I lost some money in DFS. I didn't get some contests in. I, I actually, I assume that DraftKings, I'm sorry, not DraftKings. I assume that the UFC was going to push the start time another half hour. So what? I actually, I'm actually made the rookie of all rookie mistakes. I left some contests unfilled because I thought I was going to have another half hour. Yeah. Um, and I had a global swap um, into some of my lineups. So I had a real mess. You know, the, That's the no one. Good. The one week I decide to play 56 lineups in the TV slate, I usually play a max of 20 and 100 lineups in, in the regular slate, and I have less than 30 minutes to, to do all my swaps. So I got all my swaps in, but I actually left some contests unfilled. So I'll put my hand up. I'm an idiot. Like even guys who have, who play pretty much every slate occasionally make a mistake, and I did. Um, so, you know, nothing DraftKings could do about it. It was all the UFC. Yeah, it was it was a rough situation. It was definitely, but Joe, you know what, Joe, you know better than that. You know, yeah, better. I do, I do. So, anyway, let's um, let let's talk about this card, guys. Let's let's break it down. First fight, actually, before that, I gotta say, make sure you go to rotowire.com/slash/free for a ten day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Season long daily fantasy, all sports tools. Breakdowns, articles, all that good stuff got you covered. Chris, you got anything else before we start? Uh, no, I'll I'll work uh, my little plugs in at the end. I, I'm sure that everybody is is uh, ready for us to get to it. So uh, let's, let's do get it. Going. First fight up: Louis Koske, ninety three hundred, taking on Sasha Palatnikov at sixty nine hundred. Line on this fight: Koske minus four seventy five. Come back on Palatnikov plus four twenty. So all you four twentyers should just go and throw all your money on Palatnikov and take my head to heads, please. A uh, fight does not go to decision minus four fifty. Who are we going to start with this week? I want. Let's see. I, I got to do math in my head here. If I want Chris to go last in the main event, that means I need him to go last on the second fight, which means I need Chris to start the day. First here, yeah. Oh, that that was impressive. I appreciate it. Um, I uh, will make a bit of a confession. I couldn't find much tape on Koski. I don't know if I'm alone there, but uh, I basically found his contender series and then one amateur fight he had. Um. So, I mean, he looks like a big, powerful guy who uh, throws in combination. I know he's got a collegiate wrestling background. Um, 
in the um, in the, the tape I saw in the regional fight, he does tend to mix the wrestling in uh, well, although he didn't uh, get a chance to do that in his contender series fight. Um, he's just a big, powerful guy who throws shots, and um, that should be enough to put Politnikov to sleep because Politnikov is a guy who seems to have um, gotten by using uh, his strength uh, by just throwing his opponents around. He likes to work a, a range kicking game uh, slowly, and I don't think Koske is going to give him that opportunity. Uh, I think this this probably ends in a finish for Koske, but I, I have to confess I, I don't know too much about him. But from what I've seen, I think he probably gets the finish. I'm going to have him on the basis of that, and uh, the pick is Koske. Joe? I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, you know, I mean, I honestly have not put a great deal of t- – I've not put a ton of time into this fight. Um, it looks like a mismatch to me on paper. So um, I am going to uh, just piggyback off of Chris's commentary and go there. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I'll take I'll take a stab or two on Palatnikov just because big guys kind of unproven. But I think the UFC is trying to give Kosuke a push. Um, and this 9K range is something we're going to have to talk about here because there's some big scores out here in this card. So all fights... With big inside the distance props, you got Figueredo, Rodriguez, Kosuke, and Shevchenko. And Shevchenko is 9,600. Kosuke, 93. Rodriguez, 91. Figueredo, 9,000. Like, a lot of decisions to be made up here as you're trying to slam in some of these favorites and who the live dogs are. Look, those are also, so they're high inside the distance prop fights. I think outside of Shevchenko, they're high volatility fights as well. And what that means is those are the type of fights the underdog wins at eight to ten percent, and that's how you win in a GPP. It's not a, it's not a play I want to stick all my money on, but it's one that can win you a lot for a little with a lot of risk. It's just how these GPPs work, um, and in terms of how many you can fit. Kosuke is up one of the favorites. I am going to mix in a ton. Um, in terms of those dogs to take stabs on, I have another spot or two looking at. I just no more than a stab on Palatnikov for me. Next fight up, let's move on. Kyle Dawkus, not Chris Dawkus, who that's where my brain was when I was doing this last night. Kyle Dawkus, 8,800, taking on a name that's given me fits. Dustin Stoltzfus. Hey, I got it right. Wow. Look at me, look at me go. Um, line on this fight, Dawkus, minus 295. A little surprising to me. Uh, Stoltzfus, plus 265. Inside the distance prop on this one, minus 115. And pretty much even should see some grappling in this one, you would think unless we get two grapplers canceling each other out. But either way, Joe, how do you have it? Well, I'm seeing Dawkins, um at minus 323. Um, you know, look, there's a little bit of recency Thank bias here. Um, he looked good against Brendan Allen, who just actually got nuked by <laughs> by our boy Strickland. Um, so I'm not sure how great that recency bias is. Um, but... I guess <laughs> again, this is another one of those like like upper tier. Actually, it's mid range. Well, yeah, I guess it's upper tier at eight point eight k. It's another one of those fighters that I like. I just don't know how much I like him. Um, I'm, I'll certainly pick him the win here. Um, again, he did look good against Brendan Allen. Um, you know, who was had a lot of steam and going into the fight with with Strickland. Um, I'll take Dawkins here, but it's not like a super enthusiastic pick. There are fighters that I like more in that range. 
um, both above and below. But I will pick Dawkins here for the win. Chris? Yeah, Dawkins strikes me as a very boomer bust uh, kind of play, his style. Like, his style is conducive to a lot of points, right? Because he marches forward, he tries to tie you up, he tries to take you down, he tries to do some things on the ground that's going to get you a lot of points. But if it stays on the feet, um, he's a lot like Allen. Um, they're basically sieves. They uh, they allow damage if the fight stays on the feet. Um, Stolzfus looks like a, a strong guy. It looks like he's got sort of a, a strong base. I, I'm interested to see how he defends the takedowns of Dawkins. Um, he, he looks like he has some power too. I don't know. I, I think that um, this fight is live for an upset just because I don't trust Dawkins if he can't get the fight to the floor. Um, I'll pick him just because of the point potential. But I think this is one you have to be on the lookout for uh, as live for an upset. Yeah, I agree. I think Stoltzfus is incredibly live here. I think I think he could have some grappling success. I think this could turn into an ugly fight where grappling does cancel each other out and they're standing. Um, but Kyle Dawkins isn't a world beater. I don't think Stoltzfus is, you know, Stoltzfus is, is a prospect. I, I know what Dawkins is. He's the rightful favorite, although minus 323 seems a little wide. And I'm not so sure Stoltzfus is good, or sorry, that Dawkins is going to go in there. Actually, I, I highly doubt Dawkins is going to go in there and smash him, which means 8,800. I don't have a lot of interest in that with all the guys up there. I do think have potential to smash and Stoltzfus being a live dog. One of the guys I'm going to mix in for sure. Probably one of my um, preferred underdog plays on the slate. Even if I am picking Dawkins to win straight up. Um, because I, I do think it's going to be two grapplers that cancel, and I think Dawkins' is striking is a tiny bit better. But for my DK, so that's my pick on the fight. For my DK lineups, I hope Stoltzfus is the better grappler than I think and ragdolls him around. Uh, next fight up. Alain Joban, 8,300, taking on Jared Gordon at 7,900. Line on this fight. Joban is... Actually, yes, Joban is the favorite, minus 140. Night Train Good, plus 130 on the comeback. Joe, you're up first for this one, right? Or, no, Chris. 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 Yeah, Chris. yeah. Uh, Chris, I swear to God, I thought Alain Joban was retired. Like, I saw his name pop up a few weeks ago when I started looking at this card. And I went, he's still fucking fighting? So yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. And you got Jared Gooden, who is a prospect who I think this community – who's listening to our podcast is very tied in to the MMA podcast community. And we probably, I mean, how do you know Jared Gooden? Jared Gooden is Daniel Levy's boy. And like, that's just, that's how I think a lot of people know him. I don't think it's going to affect ownership too much because it's still, it's a relatively small community, but it's, I, I think it's an interesting thing that I think people who we all know and kind of talk to on Twitter are going to be rooting for him. And I do think he wins this fight, and we get to see a Daniel Levy victory lap on Twitter talking about NFC. Chris, who do you got? Uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's close, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Joe Ban here. I, ju I just think that um, Gooden has a tendency to stand up a little bit too tall, and that gets him tagged. And I like the pressure Joe Ban brings, obviously, like you said. Um, I think it, it's been a little more than a, a year and a half, I think, uh, since we've seen him. Uh, one of the one of the things that I worry about is he's shown kind of a glass chin. He got he got knocked out by uh, Nico Price, right? And that's not uh, that's not too 
to, uh, you know, nobody's going to fault him for that. But he also uh, took the shot from, uh, what's his name, and got subbed a little after that, who I'm forgetting, uh, SBG. SBG? That's the camp? Yeah. Uh, wait. What are you talking about? Wait, you're talking about Joe Ban, right? Oh, uh, no. Uh, you think I'm Kyle talking Nelson about uh, uh, Gunnar Nelson. Oh, Gunnar, Gunnar, Gunnar. And uh, so I'm, I'm worried that he's a little chinny. I still think that um, his, he's his only win, his only win since 2017 is Ben Saunders. A, yeah, I, and 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 that was uh, kind of kind of a war, if I remember. Where that was he, dicey. That was dicey. No, it was it was two. He scored a lot. He got two 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 knockdowns, but they they, if I remember right, it was a war early. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, um, hard to trust Alan Joe Ban for sure. I, I think he has advantages here. He's li- liable to be knocked out, so I think the fight is close. And I, I, I think you should uh, you should get some uh, good in your lineups. Uh, good and also might try to wrestle a little bit, although I don't know if he if he will actually want to. We don't see it a lot, but but uh, Joe Ban does have uh, the tenth planet stuff, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, the pick is Joe Ban, but this is another one that kind of could go either way. Joe, tell me you're with Gooden here. I think yeah. I think Japan's age is going to get to him. I think Gooden's is a good matchup for him against somebody who's chinny. Gooden has power. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little look. I mean, if this was the 2016 version of, you know, if this was the look, Joe Ban is going to be 39 next week, and the week after, Gooden's going to turn 27. Right. So, you know, there's a 12 year age discrepancy between the two. If this was the 2016 version of Joe Ban, I would I would give him a clear edge over. Night Train Gooden, and I really do want to root or push or pull, how, whatever the correct verbiage is, for Night Train Gooden. Um, I do have some concerns, though, um, against Night Train Gooden in that he's not as defensive as I would like to see, um, and he he is kind of open to be hit. Um, and if Joe Ban has, like, a vestige of his former self, in him, like the guy that beat Mike Perry back in 2016, you know, I think he could get the win here. I'm also concerned with some of the losses that, uh, you know, Night Train Goodens had, you know, like he was KO'd, um, you know, in the first round against the cage by Bruno Oliveira. Um, you know, he, he lost to Mike Graves' decision. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned about those fights. I'm a little concerned about how relatively easy it is for him to get hit. Um, I hate to say, God, I hate to say this. My lean here is Joe Ban, but I I certainly think that you should have both sides of this fight in DraftKings. Um, But if I need to make an official pick, and I hate myself for doing this, my official pick is going to be, you know, Joe Ban, but, you know, I'm really going to be rooting for, for Night Train Gooden. My official pick is good, and uh, as you said earlier, but I will say that I'm gonna have some some. Um, it's a good it's a good GPP fight to target both sides. Both have more yep. Gooden, but don't ignore Jaban because Gooden can be hit. And if Jaban, you know, he we've seen him knock knock people out previously. The path is there, and at the mid range, anything ends in the first round. These guys are ending up on the optimal lineup. You know what? I'm going to point out a comment here from uh, Ryan. Everyone go smash the like button. Yes. Hit like, hit hit subscribe. 
I've done this in a long time. Everybody go follow us on Twitter at real Chris Olson at Sun Tzu at sniper underscore. Yeah, I'll just leave that up there for a sec. Everybody absorb it and go and come back. <laughs> Soak it in. Yeah. Soak in and click the like button. All right, moving on. Uh, can we swap? Because I want to go first uh, next fight. Can Chris, Chris, can you take? Can you go first again this fight? I don't. I, I don't. I uh, we're not on the fight you want to go. It, it, you, you're waiting for a female fight, right? Yes. This oh, ain't am, am I going at it? No, no. I'm saying, can Chris go first this coming fight, and then the female fight is the fight after, right? God, I'm so confused. Where are all we? Right, all right. You know what? I'm going to keep it as is, and, and we'll make an adjustment later. Okay, thank you. Daniel Rodriguez, 9,100. Take on Nicholas Dalby at 7,100. Line on this fight, Rodriguez minus 320. Dalby is plus 290. Fight does not go to decision. Minus 145. Should be a fun one. These guys like to throw. Both like to get after it. I think Rodriguez is more durable. I've always been down on Nicholas Dalby. I think he's a nice guy. I just don't think he's a very good fighter. I'm the one who, now granted, Jesse Ronson just popped for steroids, but I was all over Ronson in that spot. Can't get the same odds here. Rodriguez, big favorite, but it's one I'm jumping on. And now you guys have totally fucked me up. So you know what, well, Joe, you mess me up. You go first. Okay, I'll go, but I'm going first next fight. All right, um, fine. Okay, so look, Daniel Rodriguez was essentially a hand-picked opponent for another fighter on this card. Um, and, you know, we all kind of know who that is, right? He was a hand-picked opponent for Tim Means, um, you know, going back uh, in February. Um, you know, New Mexico card to means, uh, got nuked by, uh, by Daniel Rodriguez. And then he comes back and he fights a short notice replacement, a guy that guy that hadn't fought in several years, Gabe Breen. Um, I want to say that like that stack probably I was on optimal because of the amount of significant strikes that both fighters were awarded in that fight. And he wins a really dominant decision against, against Gabe Green. Fast forward to his fight against... Um, Dwight Grant, um, and he nukes Dwight Grant. So this guy has got a second round finish against Tim Means, a decision finish against Gabe Green, where he landed a quadrillion significant strikes, and a first round KO of of Dwight Grant. Now in that fight, he was a two to one favorite. Um, I have to go with, uh, I have to go with Rodriguez here. I mean, I, I think it's a fairly solid GPP fight. But let's be real. Dalby's only got three losses. He's a crafty guy, but he is 36 years old. Um, you know, this is his second tenure in the UFC. Um, he's got a decision win over Cowboy Oliveira, although that is is becoming, you know, less of a, a great look. Um, you know, hasn't fought in over a year. He's got had some fights, to Sean's point. Um, he got that no con- – I'm sorry. He got that no contest fight in – in July against, uh, against Jesse Ronson. Um, you know, but I, I have to go with Rodriguez here. I think Rodriguez can certainly nuke him. Um, although, you know, I will have a few shares of Dalby. He is a crafty veteran. Um, you know, Rodriguez is on a three fight winning streak. I think he's going to be over-owned. So maybe a few shares of Dalby, but give me Rodriguez for the win. I'll be way under on Dalby. Chris. Before I go, I, I, there's some explosive reporting in the chat. Joe, can you confirm or deny this? Hang on one second. What are we talking about? I heard Sun Sun Tzu is a shell for DK. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get, I get no money 
for by anybody. By the way, I can't take compensation from any other any place else because it would go against my my current day job. So right. now and, and if you're talking about some of the, the VIP stuff, if you two spend enough money entering contests, yes. uh, DraftKings will send you all the shit that you'll you'll get invited to stuff. It's it's fantastic. If you want to say I'm a I, show I, because I don't play on FanDuel, fine. Like I am I don't I like, like I don't like the FanDuel's technology. I don't like how long they take to update contests. I There's mean scoring I, in like every sport is insane. I think the only sport where it's not it's not just it's just different and not inferior. Yeah, is probably baseball. Okay, I think baseball is fine. It's different, but I don't think it's anything. And I don't play baseball. And, and you know, here's the thing: like, I'm a guy. I'm a finance guy. And what DraftKings did very smartly, in my opinion, is make their website look a lot like um, a Bloomberg terminal. A Bloomberg terminal is something that pretty much anyone who works in finance uses, um, and it looks a lot like that. So that's kind of initially what attracted me. To, to, I love the website. I love the technology. I, I just don't like, you know, I just don't like the FanDuel experience. I mean, I was excited when they first came out with MMA. I, I played a couple of slates. Again, I just did not really feel all warm and fuzzy about it. Maybe I'll go back at some point, but I do not get any compensation at all. I kind of I I, 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 I think I've had some chat comments with or conversation with, with Rob before. He's just messing with you. Yeah, and, I know. And and it's one of those. It's it's he funny. Loves, he loves like, you. I, he I, I spend. <laughs> I mean, I we're doing a podcast for Roto. I don't think we should say FanDuel sucks. I don't like their product and the sports that they put out. I don't. I'm primarily MMA and soccer, and those are just you know it's different conversation. For yeah, they're bandwagon guys. guys. They, well, they just well, uh, they follow DraftKings. Like they well, follow. Let's just say the, the opinions of chat is not necessarily the opinions of Rotowire this podcast are this not podcast. the opinion. <laughs> there you go. Of there anybody you go. at Rotowire. Right. Yeah. Enjoy True. the occasional freestyle. These are all our individual yeah. opinions, and not and do not in any way, shape, or form uh, constitute an opinion of Rotowire as our sponsor. Absolutely right. Yeah. And um, DraftKings loves me so much. I'm not quite on Joe's level. Occasionally, I'll get an email. That's that's pretty much it. That's it takes a lot, guys. It yeah. takes a lot, but Joe gets done. You you know you win a couple of GPPs. You reinvest. You too can be a DraftKings shell. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you, you too will get invited to the occasional. Um, you know, plus not. Yeah, what are we doing right now? Who's going? I don't know. Having fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So no, we're up to the female fight, right? Uh, no, okay. no, no, okay. I didn't. No, no, I didn't no. do my. Uh, you go. For, oh, you go. Go. Okay. Go. Go. Joe's just making the rules here all of a sudden. No, just go, I, go, I go, agree go. with Dolby, and let's uh, Dolby's is underweight, and you should play the other guy. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the first thing that I'll say is, um, I don't, I don't really care that Ronson popped. I mean, well, you're gonna tell me he wouldn't wouldn't hit him with a counter shot if he didn't uh, pop take steroids? So true. I mean, it was a steroid, by the way. It what was, was it? It was. It was. I think it was. It was. Uh, I think it was Anibal. Okay. Well, I mean, it was it was something I remember looking it up quick and going, oh, that's that's not good. I I'm gonna confirm because I don't want to accuse accuse somebody, but I'm pretty sure it was an anabolic steroid. Let's, yeah. Let's just well, while, while we're on this, I don't I don't want to. Yes, and yep. And all right, let's pull it. It is substance called metadienone. I was right. It's an it's an androgen and anabolic steroid. All right. Well. That does not change my opinion. In any event, um, doesn't change the money I want on him. So I don't give that's a. That's the most important. That's the most important thing. Um, but yeah, I one thing that I think is a key word for this card and a couple of fights coming up 
is pace. And Sean alluded to it. This is going to be a really high pace fight between two guys. Um, uh, uh, Dalby is always open to that counter shot. He always just sort of flails and moves forward. And I think, uh, I think Rodriguez is probably uh, catches him out in the same way Ronson did. But if he doesn't, you know, um, uh, Dalby can overwhelm uh, Rodriguez. I don't see it happening, uh, especially that jab that Rodriguez has too. I think he's going to frustrate Dalby until he finally knocks him out. So uh, my pick is is uh, Rodriguez, but this is another fight where they're going to be high-paced and uh, whoever wins is going to score really well. So keep it in mind. Agreed. Next fight up. It is the women's fight. And Kanina yeah. Shevchenko, 8,400, taking on Ariane Lipsky at 7,800. Line on this fight, Antonina Shevchenko, minus 150. Ariane Lipsky, plus 140. Fight goes to decision, minus 265. My big recommendation for this fight, as it comes on, hit fucking mute. Just watch this fight on mute. Hey. Do not. Do not under any circumstance, watch this fight with volume. Unless Valentina Shevchenko is in the back or not there yet because she's getting ready. But I think she'll be out there courting her sister. No, she's not. Gonna... She's not. I heard she is not. She she's will not going to corner? No, she will not. All right. All right. You guys, you can put volume on. But yeah. when Caitlin Chukagian comes out, you can hit mute again. So anyway, Joe, you want you wanted to go first so badly. So badly. So I assume like me, you're on the underdog here. I did. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, look, and, and I, we just, I just had a really nice debate with Greg Ehrenberg on, on the special double secret probation alpha podcast we did. And this is the linchpin of my, my chick whisperer 2.0 parlay. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately Greg is on the other side of this fight as is my boy, Adam Newsom. Although Adam Newsom did predict that the line would go up to like minus 175, minus 180 in Shevchenko's favor, and it's actually not. It's gone down, at least on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I bet it at plus 140. It's currently plus 130. Um, full transparency, I bet to win $1,000 on uh, on Ariane Lipsky. This is one of my Outrun the Bear specials, and for those of you guys that don't know what an Outrun the Bear special is, um, if there are two people standing around and a bear is charging at them, um, you don't have to really worry about outrunning the bear. You have to worry about outrunning the other person because the once the bear gets the, gets one person, you're pretty much in the clear. So I am not saying by any way, shape, and means that Ariana Lipsky is a great fighter. I just think she is better than Shevchenko, who if she did not have the last name Shevchenko, would not be in the UFC. There is a reason why at 36 years of age. Um, you know, she is, you know, it took her to, I think she was maybe 35 or 34 at the time. Um, why it took her so long to get into the UFC, even with a famous sister. Uh, I just don't think she's a real rounded MMA fighter. Um, Chukagian, who had not like attempted a takedown since Crocs were cool, um, you know, put her wrestling game to work and took down uh, and took her down a lot um, and couldn't get the finish, but took her down. Um, Lipsky is not known as a ground fighter, but she won her last fight by submission. It was kind of a oh, weird fight. It was, uh, it was, don't watch that finish again. Yeah, it was a weird that. fight. Ooh, the, the, her, bar. her opponent screamed in pain. Um, you know, she has a few other, she has at least one other submission on her record. I, I, the only concern I have here is I do not know if Lipsky did this camp at Kings MMA. Kings MMA, good training partners, top, top notch gym. 
uh, especially on the West Coast. Um, if she did her camp at Kings and had some good training partners, I would hope that, you know, her corner people um, will, you know, institute this game to get Shevchenko down to the ground. Um, you know, yes, I, I, I could maybe concede that Shevchenko might be a little bit of a better striker, but uh, Lipsky's got far more MMA fights. Um, and uh, guys, before you ask, I'm not picking Lipsky because she's the better looking fighter. Um, I, I really do kind of like her here. So I'm a little concerned about, you know, Greg being on the other side of this fight. Um, but I do like uh, Lipsky here at plus 140. I think she is an interesting play on DraftKings at 7.8K because I do think that the line should be flipped. And it still may be, but I do think the line should be flipped and she should be the favorite. So I, I like her here. She's my pick to win. Um, I'm not sure how much DraftKings exposure I'm going to have because if this goes to a decision, I could see it be very, being fairly low scoring unless, unless Lipsky puts her ground game to work and, you know, get some takedowns, some advances, and perhaps even gets a finish, plus 650 by submission. I was hoping for a little bit higher than that. But just summing all things up, my pick here is Lipsky. Don't worry, Joe. I'm with you. Because I okay. think if Chukagian can do that to to um, Shevchenko, then I see no reason why Ariane Lipsky could. And if she has that game plan, trusting a fighter's game plan is always dangerous. It burns you a lot. It was a fight. Yeah, I was I was pretty high in Brendan Allen last week and I saw a lot of sharp money coming in on Strickland. So thankfully it backed off just a little bit. Um, but what the hell is Brendan Allen doing? You're not going to shoot one takedown in that fight. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, what the, what kind of game plan are you, what are we doing? Str- striking with a striker makes no sense. And it yeah. happens a bunch. So trusted game plans can be yep. dicey. Um, Ariane Lipsky do think have has more power in the feet and either way on DraftKings, the pass to victory they have, I think Lipsky just has more upside, more likely to end up in the optimal. So she's my pick as well. Chris, what do you have? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and be on Team Greg here. I just think that Shevchenko. Uh, You're a shill for Team Greg. You're a shill. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for that check, by the way, if he's listening. Yeah. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I just think that on the, the mail. Feet, on the feet, Shevchenko's uh, game is way is has way more depth to it than uh, Lipsky's does. Lipsky just seems to uh, swing wildly and hope that you fall over. Uh, that's why. Uh, Isabel Di Padua was able to just uh, level change and, and put her on her back. Chipchenko probably won't do that, but I wouldn't rule out the fact that she might go for a takedown. The thing about, I mean, these are both uh, Muay Thai kickboxers, but they're both kind of scrambly on the ground. Obviously, Lipsky looks for legs. Uh, hey, that, that, that's a fun little phrase. Uh, Lipsky looks for legs uh, to, to snap, and and obviously we saw Chipchenko get the rear naked choke over Pudlova. So it'll be interesting if this fight hits the ground. But um, as you said, you can't trust the game plan, particularly so if it's not in that fighter's uh, regular wheelhouse to do that. I mean, Brandon Allen is – It wasn't his wheelhouse, and he didn't do it. Yeah, I was going to say, he was supposed to go for takedowns and didn't. Um, Lipsky's really not. So she may – I think she's going to have to because, as I said, I think that the the depth of striking game is well in in the corner of – Chevchenko here, also the two-inch height advantage I think is going to be important because she likes to grab that uh, that tie plum and go to work there. So that'll be good too. Um, again, if it hits the ground, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, but yeah, I'm going Chevchenko here. I, I, I just think she's going to um, pretty much outclass her as long as it stays on the feet. All right, next fight up. All right, got, this is going to be an interesting one to talk about. 
Joaquin Buckley, 8,900. Take it on Jordan Wright at 7,300. Line on this fight. Buckley's minus 230. Wright is plus 210. Fight does not go to decision. Minus 515. All right, guys. I'm going to go first this time a little bit. Don't you always go first? Mm, I'm going to go a little bit further in, in depth here. Okay, I got you. One of the, the biggest things to be profitable in DFS is understanding the game of DFS variance game theory, all these terms. And the one that you should all be familiar with is recency bias. And this line to me is the definition of recency bias. Not that walking Buckley shouldn't be favored here, but minus, what did I say again? Minus two thirty. It's actually come down a little bit. Now that I say it, just said that out loud. Yeah. He op- he opened. So sharp betters are, on the way here. This is a good example. Walking Buckley opened minus 365. And that line has come on down. Because, look, as great as the knockout over Impa Kasangane was, it is a little bit flu- not fluky, but you're not going to end up in that spot yeah. very often. Like, it was great technique, good awareness, caught him great. You can't rely on knockout, especially in MMA. Like, it's not Francis Ngannou in there. Uh, he's got a lot of power, and he's live here. And I live. He he's he still is my pick to win. I could not pull the trigger on Jordan Wright because Jordan Wright I've seen deaded before and is susceptible to power. But Jordan Wright has this karate style. He's a good striker in himself. He's not like he's probably about on the level of, of Buckley a little under. Like to me, this fight should should be lined around minus one seventy to one ninety in that range for um, Buckley. But everybody's on Buckley. Everybody's talking about the power. Everybody's seen all this. He's going to be chalk. I'm also not saying don't eat some of that chalk. I'm saying get some of the other side. I think Jordan Wright is, if he gets a decision win with, with the karate style on this card at his price, could be enough. If Buck, if he catches Buckley, because he's a decent striker, this the karate style can give aggressive guys issues. I think he's live to a knockout for sure. I'm going to be overweight to both sides of this fight, minus 515 inside the distance. If the chalk hits, all right, I'm playing. I'm, I'm fine. If recency bias rears its ugly head and everybody's wrong and you need Jordan Wright to win, I am going to be way ahead of the field. And even if you don't agree with that spot in terms of DFS, I highly recommend you pick one or two of those spots that I call nuts in the table spots in GPPs every card. You need to be significantly different in one or two spots if you want to win a GPP. For me, overwriting Jordan Wright's going to be those. Just all these podcasts and what we do, I think, is great. And they're entertaining. Hopefully you guys have fun. But if you want to make money, it's not just fight picks. It's it's just not. There's more to DFS than that. So nugget of information. Take it for what you will. Hope you guys aren't sick of my my rambling. Now that you say that, this is going to be a fun fight. And Buckley could not – either way, I think someone's going to sleep. Chris, who do you think is going night-night? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I echo your sentiments. Uh, you do have to differentiate on cards like this. And – if you're going to differentiate, you may as well differentiate in a fight where uh, somebody's going to get knocked out either way. So that's a good spot for it. Having said all that, um, I hate the way Jordan Wright fights. I mean, I really, really hate it. Um, stands up tall, backs himself up against the fence. is just a terrible recipe for an athletic guy who hits really hard like Buckley does. Um, Wright's two fights that we've seen him gets absolutely murked by Anthony Hernandez. And then 
Um, the flat, the flat-footed Ike Villanueva uh, does the same thing, backs himself up, but Villanueva plods his way onto a kick. Uh, Joaquin Buckley's not going to do that. And if and if he hadn't hit him with the kick, who knows what happens? Because he traps him up against the defense again, and Villanueva hits hard. So he might have been a couple minutes away from getting knocked out in that fight too. I can't, I can't run it back. Uh, I don't have a time machine, but I'm just saying he was going to put himself in the bad spot again. It, the, the thing about the karate style, as Sean mentioned, is he needs space for those kicks. So if you're going to back yourself up against the fence, you're, you're not going to have time for the kicks until, unless the one moment where he caught Villanueva where he's coming in. That's such a, that's such a thin margin, and he's going to have a couple other spots here, but I, I, I highly, highly doubt that Joaquin Buckley's going to walk onto a shot like that. I think he's going to have to pick him apart a little bit first. And it's just hard. I mean, we saw Buckley has a little bit of a wrestling game, too. Uh, we saw that early in the fight with Kasangane. Just going back to the, the movement thing, I agree. One of the reasons why I couldn't ultimately pull the trigger on Jordan Wright as a straight-up pick is we're in a small cage in the apex. He has yeah. less room to work. That's exactly right. If He has even less room uh, for the terrible style that he likes. So... Uh, <laughs> So all this, I'm taking I'm saying overweight and underdog and Chris is beating me down. What's happening? Well, yeah, I know it's it's the twilight zone. My, oh, what the heck did I just do? I don't know, but um, but yeah, I, I um I, I agree. Game theory dictates that um you should have a a, a, a low owned underdog in a fight where somebody's going to get finished. But um, I think the most likely outcome here is Jordan Buckley uh wins by knockout early. So let let's see if you like that aggressive take I just played out or the one I'm going to give you with later in the podcast, which okay. one gets you more angry? Well, 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 that one at least makes sense to me. So I'm, I'm anxious. The other one should make, make sense to me. Okay. So we'll All get right. there. Joe, who you got? Yeah. So I, I don't like anything about Jordan, right? I mean, it's not too often you get nuked the way that he did in Dana Waits contender series and actually get, get a fight in the UFC. I mean, I think it was a perfect storm that got him that win. In that fight, um, you know, smaller cage, uh, Buckley's inside the distance prop, I think is one of the best on this entire slate. I love him on DraftKings at this price point. Um, give me a lot of Jordan Buckley. Give me very little um, Hollywood Ninja here. Um, it's pretty much it. Buckley inside the distance, minus 160. Right mm -hmm. inside the distance, plus 300. I like minus 160 better. Well, clearly, but it's also a $1,600 <laughs> difference on DraftKings. I know. I know. Moving on. Like, and just to be clear on my stance, if Buckley knocks him out in the first round, I'm going to be just fine. GPP. Moving on. Brandon Moreno, 8,600, taking on Brandon Royval at 7,600. Line on this fight. Moreno, minus 175. Royval, plus 165 on the comeback. Fight goes to decision. Does not go to, de to decision. I can say either because it's pick'em. Minus 110 apiece. Um, Fun fight. I've come around on Brendan Moreno. I, I used to tear him up thinking he was not that good. I've been proved wrong. But again, he gets a really tough matchup against a guy I like. I'm still going to take Moreno. I think this is a fun fight that is going to be better to watch than it is for DraftKings. Joe, who you got? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because part of my process, and, and again, apologies for those of you that um, have heard this before, but part of my process is I like to make a lineup um, as soon as prices drop, right from the gut, no research. And so the first lineup that I made, I included, you know, Royval in that lineup. 
And then I, you know, as kind of the week, you know, and that's the only lineup I've made so far to be completely transparent. And then as the week kind of wore on, I started like, you know, doing my, my regular research and I'm like, man, you know, the way that Moreno has looked recently, like he's literally on the verge of, of, you know, top five. <laughs> I mean, you know, like he is really good. Um, you know, watching his last, watching his performances and the way that he's just evolved as a fighter. And if you look at Royval, Royval was losing moments of his last two wins. You know, like before, um, you know, before uh, Tim Elliott just gassed, he was winning that fight, right? And, you know, Elliott only has a round of cardio now because that's all he seems to train. Um, you know, and, you know, same thing with Kai Kara France. So, you know, I get it. I, I don't think that Moreno is going to wear down like those other two guys did. Um, I, I think Moreno is a better technical fighter. Um, I think Moreno, I think, I'm sorry, I think Royval is interesting because of his price point, and I'll probably have a few shares on DraftKings. But I do actually really like um, Brandon Moreno to win this fight. Chris, who you got? Yeah, um, the first thing I would say is I think this could be uh, a sneaky target just because of, of the – where I mentioned before, pace. I mean, these guys are well, – Roy Val is, just makes you fight him and makes you fight him uh, at a really high rate. And um, I think this could easily be high scoring. I think – I mean, it, the, the, the interesting thing is these guys have a lot of finishes, but neither one has either – no opponent has, has ever finished one of them. So that's interesting to me. Uh, I think this could be a first time just because, as I said, not only do they fight fast, but Royval is um, has a real problem with hanging his chin up in the air uh, as he's in the pocket. It almost cost him against Kai Kara France. The only reason he didn't is because he was able to pull a spinning back elbow out of his ass and uh, turn the fight. If he hadn't done that, it might have been a very different story for him. And I like Moreno since he came back. I think his range is better. His sense of range is better. I, I think he's even sitting down on some strikes more. Um we did see him get stuck on the bottom a little bit against uh, Jussie Formiga, which is a bit concerning in a matchup like this. Um, but I still think he's good enough on the ground to at least survive. And as I said, I, I think this has the chance to be a, a high-scoring fight just because the pace these, these guys are going to fight at and the defensive liabilities of both, really, but more so Roy Val and the way he hangs his chin. Um, I'm going to take Moreno here. Just because I can't, I I don't trust Roy Val. I'm kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off. I thought it was going to be the Kai Car France fight. It almost it almost was. It wasn't. I think it's going to happen here. So uh, give me Moreno in in what should be a crazy fight that could uh, sneakily translate to some points. I think I am also staying on Moreno. Um, just hard to justify a ton of either of these guys, but I'm going to mix in both sides because of the value. All right, next fight up. This is going to be bananas. Like the rematch, none of us really want to see, <laughs> but we're going to watch it. Oh, Paul Craig, 8,500, taking on Mauricio Shogun, who at 7,700. Line on this fight, Paul Craig minus 160. Shogun, who is plus 150. Fight does not go to decision, minus 125. I personally think there's some value here. I don't think we're seeing the judges this time. Um, some context. The last time they had this matchup, Shogun Hua closed as a minus two sixty five favorite. Show and this time Craig opened at minus one eighty. 
So, you know, Hua also looked a little soft on the scales today. I, I did not like the way he looked at all. He looks his age. He looks like he's just about done. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, well, that was the first thing I wanted to talk about is where does that line movement come from? We've already seen these guys fight, and arguably who will won that fight. I mean, it was a draw, I think, right? So, which is why they have to settle the score in this in this, in this this highly anticipated draw. Well, you could argue the, the reason is that Paul Craig caught him, emptied his gas tank trying to, to finish Paul Craig, to finish Shogun Hua, couldn't do it, and Shogun Hua took over late. Right, but he was never hurt. I mean, he was in the corner. He was covering up, waiting to counter a punch. And then uh, and then Craig... Uh, and then Shogun was getting takedowns, which is bizarre. <clears throat> well, and that's the thing I wanted to talk about, too, which is I think that's his path here. Look, um, Craig was using his length and his kicking game pretty well. I would will never trust Paul Craig to kickbox for three rounds. I, I don't think he can physically do it. That's just not what he does. If you watch this guy in what I think was Cage Warriors, maybe it was some other uh, promotion, but I, the the way he got his wins was pulling guard and and getting submissions. That was like all of his wins. This guy's not going to kickbox for three rounds, even if he's winning. And when he tries to take it to the floor, uh, Shogun is the better jujitsu guy. We saw, especially in round three, he kept trying to throw up arm bars. He kept trying to throw up triangles. Shogun was just like, yeah, that's cute, and passing over his legs. And he did it very easily. Um, I think Shogun is going to be a committed wrestler here because I think that's he knows that that's where he he wins this fight most easily. And I think it's Craig's nature to uh, stay on the ground and, and try to get subs. And uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think we could, could see the bell for that reason. Unless Shogun submits uh, Paul Craig, which I think can happen. I mean, we, we've seen Paul Craig submitted before, so... I think I think uh, it's not our normal possibility, but yeah, I, I don't like Paul Craig here. I don't. I don't even know that he can hurt Shogun. I mean, he didn't. He had him up against the fence, as I said, and Shogun was just sort of high guard, waiting to counter. He never looked hurt to me. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get the line flip. I, I think it's it's way um, maybe people thinking that Shogun's done, and they 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 didn't like the last fight against. Uh, against uh, Lil Nog, uh, where he didn't look great. But, I mean, this this is still Paul Craig, uh, folks. And um, I just can't trust him. He has to win. He wins most of his fights by using jujitsu. He can't win this fight by jujitsu, so I think he's going to lose it. So my pick is Shogun. Yeah, I continue to not be able to pick Shogun Hua. I mean, sorry, Paul Craig, ever. I just can't, I can't do it. But I will say Paul, say Paul Craig has got upside in this fight. I'm sorry. I've seen Shogun Hua submitted before. Chael Sonnen submitted Shogun Hua. Like, let, let's yeah, not but, forget that. Right, but we, we we already saw him try and he couldn't do it. I, he easily. Different couldn't. fight. I, I hate that narrative. It is my least favorite narrative in all of MMA. And you can look at a fighter on this card that we've seen. Rematches. I think it's the exception to the rule when rematches look like the first fight. It's happened before. We've seen them play out similarly. Figueredo, Benavidez. See, we, we've seen it. It does happen. But I think that's more the exception. Things like Tim Means, Cowboy Oliveira. You see one fight one way, and they come back, and everything is flipped on its head. And they're just, it's totally different. I don't like that Shogun Hua is older. I'm still taking Shogun Hua. I agree with you. I don't think, I think he has some advantages there. I just think for DFS, Paul Craig has the higher ceiling. 
I don't think Shogun is going to be able to get Paul Craig out of there early. And, you know, he doesn't really need to at his price. A win gets him there. But Paul Craig, if he decides to... He got taken down, by the way. I think a lot of it was because of the gas tank. I'm interested to see what happens if Shogun Hua shoots a takedown with Paul Craig on a full gas tank. I'm in, not saying he's not going to get it. I'm just not convinced either way. I think Paul Craig has the upside to get a first round finish. And at some point, the wheels are going to fall off of Shogun Hua. Like, it's just, he's going to get knocked out. That's just what happens with old guys. Paul Again, all this stuff, is Paul Craig going to be the one to do it? I don't know. I just think I'm picking Hua, but Paul Craig has more GPP upside for me. Joe, who you got? Okay, so this is a GPP fight. You should have both sides. My favorite pick in this fight is minus 134 not to go the distance. That's what I really like yep. in this fight. I said that in the open. That line is weird. Yeah, I don't understand that line at all. I, I Unless they just like lay and pray, I, I'm not really sure why this fight would go the distance, um, especially with the way as soft as Hua looks. Um, I may actually have to make a bet straight with that, but I'm, I'm probably going to put it in a parlay. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm going to take – I guess I'm going to take – I guess I'm going to take Paul Craig here um, because you're right. I, I didn't see all the weigh-ins, but I did see kind of a photo of, of Shogun. Did not like the way he looked. Um, thought he was very fortunate to get a victory against Little Nog. Um, By the way, in terms of recency bias, a good example here. When they had this fight the first time, fight does not go to decision. Closed at on five dimes, minus 265. On Bet365, minus 333. And on Bet Online, minus 500. I don't get the line at all. I honestly don't get the line. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to take Craig, and I think the best play in this map – that it this the best play in this fight is to bet the does not go the distance minus one thirty four. Can I offer up maybe a little? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Scenario on, what do you got? What do you got for on us? Why this might go the distance? I really think that um, one or the other gets a takedown, and they they play on the ground, and and they're both good at jujitsu, so they they neutralize each other, and they stay there, and that's three rounds. Okay, well, possible could happen, possible, but I think it's less than a 50-50 chance. I'm getting value there mm. all right next fight up another chick whisperer fight i don't even know where we are in the order so i'm gonna let joe go first on it thank you cynthia calvillo 8700 taking on caitlin chukagian at 7500 line on this fight calvillo minus 245 in the comeback is plus 225 fight goes to decision minus 350 striker versus grappler though chukagian has I think an underrated BJJ and grappling game. I do think Calvillo's is better. Big line. Joe, we looking at recency bias here. Calvillo on the upswing. Chukagian off of that loss to Andraj. Who you got? Yeah. Um, look, l- let's be – okay. So I don't like the line. I would not make a wager at this price, and I, I think it's even moving moving more in Calvillo's favor. I think I see it on DK Sportsbook as like minus 265. Look, I do like Cavillo to win here. I mean, um, Chukagian's crafty. It, she's shown she has some wrestling. Um, you know, she's a better striker than Cavillo. Um, but we all know where Cavillo's path to victory is, right? It's on the ground. Um, Calvillo is the second piece of my parlay. It is, um, honestly, I'm a bit more confident in Lipsky here, which um, 
you know, it was the same last week where I was I was more confident in in Ashley Yoder than I was in in Murata the fighter who fought um, uh, Randa Marcos. Um, so I am a bit more confident in uh, <laughs> in Lipsky. Um, maybe not by much, but I do like Cavillo here. I'm going to pick her, but like minus two sixty five against someone who just fought for the title. I I don't know, man. Um, you know, I think it's tough. I do think Cavillo gets the win here. I can see her, certainly see her locking up a sub, um, you know, but so give me Cavillo here. Um, but I don't know if I would endorse a bet at minus 265. Yes, same. It's it's one of those for DraftKings, though. I'm really worried about the scoring in this fight. I think it's at range because there's no takedowns. So doesn't score very high or Calvillo gets takedowns and it's kind of... I don't think she can finish Chukagian. So I don't see a lot of ceiling either way. I'm also going to take Calvillo for the win. Chris, who do you have? Yeah, I, I agree with that take. I think um, I, I think that's the most likely way that it does play out, where, Cal, where Calvillo gets her takedowns, can't take, uh, or rather can't sub Chukagian, and, and we get like a, like a, I don't know, like a, like a 75 to 86 kind of score, or something like that. Um on the high end, but um, but yeah, I, I like Calvillo here. I, I think she gets her takedowns. Uh, most people can against uh, Caitlin Chukagian. I guess maybe she just doesn't care if she gets taken down generally because she thinks I have my jujitsu. But Calvillo is um, is better at jujitsu probably. We all remember the um, the Gator roll uh, she hit early. I don't remember against who. Uh, but the Pearl Gonzalez, uh, no, it was before her. I think I'm going to look it up now since I made myself curious. Um, I believe it was, was it, I, it must've been, it must've been, it must've been my girl, Amanda Bobby Cooper. I think. Amanda Bobby Cooper. ABC. Remember that time we got minus minus one thirty on Cynthia Calvillo against ABC. Oh my God. <laughs> you remember that? Those oh, were the I, days, I, I my friend. Or minus one sixty-five against Pauliana Botello. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I so I think her jujitsu is is really slick. I do think it's going to cancel. Um, uh, her uh, Kagan's height that is makes things interesting. I mean, before Andrade got that finish, she was eating knees on the way in, and so you know it's interesting. Uh, Kagan is, is no joke as kind of a Muay Thai striker, especially if you're gonna crowd in on her looking for takedowns. So that it's interesting from that perspective. But again, I think the most likely scenario is um, sort of a cashy kind of win for Calvillo uh, with wrestling. So that's the pick is Calvillo. All right. Next fight up. Oh, we have so much to talk about. We're going over tonight, guys. And usually I get all upset about going over and I feel like you guys don't want to listen, but I think we're being pretty entertaining. I'm killing it. You guys are doing all right. Obviously. Well, um, yeah, but We got some uh, fun stuff to talk uh, about coming up. Like I'm really excited for each of these next three fights. So here we go. Platinum Mike Perry, 8,200, taking on Tim the Dirty Bird Means at 8,000. Line on this fight, Mike Perry. It's coming down. It's shrinking. Minus 120. Come back on come, mean, uh, come Means. Oh, God. The comeback Jesus, did on you just, Tim did Means. You, did you come just say Come Means, means and I it's did. shrinking in the same breath? I did. I absolutely I mean, did. Oh you want to know God. why? Because I'm excited to make money. Tim Means is going to bring me the monies this week. Oof. Fight does not go to decision. Minus 145. Tim Means, come here. Bring me some money. As Mike Perry. By the way, just total side note. 
also, Mike Perry missed weight by four and a half pounds. Post the rant on Twitter. He's obviously got some personal issues. His pregnant girlfriend's in his corner for you know a, another fight. No real corner. Um, admitted he has an alcohol problem. He's always made weight, and he was talking stuff on Twitter. The dude, like two weeks ago, was posting pictures of himself pounding hamburgers and pizza. So... Like there, that that is the epitome of unprofessional. That's who Mike Perry is. But just in case you're like, oh, he's never missed before, and this, there's something going on with him. He's I don't know if it's CTE or just his lifestyle or who he is, and we see it more. But he's he's slowly coming unraveled, and it's a little scary to watch, quite honestly. But in terms of this fight, we have a brawler in Perry against a better MMA fighter in Means. The interesting thing about this, though, is Perry is so damn tough that historically he's the kind of guy who can wear on Tim Means and knock him out. It just, it's it stylistically, that's why Mike Perry was favored like minus 160 earlier in the week. I'm on Means as the better fighter. I think it's just knockout or bust for Platinum Perry. He hasn't had a knockout since 2017. I believe he hits hard, but we haven't we haven't seen him finish anyone. I think, unfortunately, the rails are coming off of Perry's personal life, and we're going to see a loss here. And I, I sincerely hope he gets it back together because he is a fun character for the sport. So give me Tim Means. I think there's sneaky upside here. It's not an all-in fight despite the line and the mid-range fight because Perry's so damn tough. Means could just hit him for three rounds and get 80 points in a decision. That could be what happens. So give me Tim Means for this fight. Chris, who you got? This is <laughs> I was talking uh, to you, Sean, a little bit about this before we came on. This is a fight that I think Mike Perry almost has to win because I look at it and I think Tim Means is so much better. He's just so much better. How is he ever the dog? It has to be a trap. Um, so in that, in that kind of in that kind of spot, I'm always expecting Perry to win, but or the other guy to win. But look, look in Perry's last fight against. Uh, Mickey Gall. Mickey came out and was putting it on him in round one, striking. Mike Perry was just stalking forward and, and throwing big shots and eventually wore on uh, Perry, who has had gas tank problems in the past. Um, Mike Perry has definitely gotten worse uh, since he's gotten here. Maybe that's – I mean, everything sort of fell apart at once for him. You know, he's got whatever the hell's going on with his personal life and um, accusations of uh, – you know, hitting his ex-girlfriend and, and the uh, alcoholism and, and uh, the, the weird meltdown he rants on Twitter and, and whatever else. Uh, and now no no camp. So what kind of training is he getting? And it's just a perfect storm of nothingness. And I have to believe that you can't just come off the bus and beat a guy like Tim Means. Like, it has to be harder than that. Um, Means is a really clever boxer. He, um, first of all, he's going to have a, a size, pretty sizable length advantage. I think it's four inches. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be important. But Means looks for his shots. He hits weird, he hits, uh, weird angles. He can use his wrestling. We've seen him do that a lot more in recent fights and his jujitsu. Uh, strangely, uh, Mike Perry has been doing a lot of grappling matches lately, as I've, I saw on his, uh, topology profile. I don't think that's going to help him here. I just think Means is better everywhere. Uh, Means is, is a little chinny, as we know, but it's the shots you don't see coming that hurt you the most, I've heard. And uh, I think you're going to see everyone in Means' shots or, or Perry's shots that is coming. And, um, yeah, I, I just have to go for Tim Means because the better fighter is supposed to win these things. 
So I'm going for Tim Means by stoppage. Yes, Perry's tough. Um, we saw we saw Jeff Neal dust him, so it's it's not impossible. Uh, I think Means gets this done. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. But um, if uh, if Perry walks in and dusts him with one shot, don't be surprised because that's just how the universe works sometimes. But uh, but yeah. I'm taking Tim. Joe, who you got? Yeah, so um, Tim Means is the anti-Glover Teixeira in the Sun Tzu world of DraftKings and wagering. I have burned more money on on Tim Means in, in both DraftKings uh, and wagering than I think maybe any other fighter out there. Um, so it's really, really hard for me to endorse Tim Means. Uh, he's been lit up. Um, like the other fighter on this card, Daniel Rodriguez, was essentially a hand-picked opponent for Tim Means to win at home um, on the New Mexico card. And he totally S to B, um, you know, in that fight. Um, I don't think Strapoli is all that good. Surprisingly, he was an underdog in that fight. I think that is one team Tim Means fight that did not cost me money. Um, look, I hate all the narrative around Perry. I don't understand how the Nevada commission is allowing, you know, his pregnant girlfriend to be in his corner. I don't understand that at all. Um, you know, him binging on, on, on burgers and pizza two weeks and then complaining about his weight cut. I mean, he is just a weird dude. Um, I, I don't know what to do here. I mean, you know, means is more of a professional, but, you know, Mike Perry has got that wild aggression. I do think that this might be a really interesting fight to live bet because if it goes beyond the first round, I think, you know, the momentum could shift into Tim Rounds to Means' favor. I'm going to play this like a GPP fight where I'm going to have both sides. I originally was on Perry before all this drama. Um, I guess, geez. I'm going to stick with Perry, maybe against my better judgment here. It's not a super confident pick. It's more of a, you know, I kind of like the under in this fight as well. Because um, I don't know that Perry is going to have the cardio to go the distance. You know, Means has been lit up and nuked before. Um, I don't know what the odds are. I don't have them in front of me. But I probably like the does not go the distance um, on this fight as well. So I will stay with my Perry pick, um, you know, and and see if the anti to Means um, approach um, comes back to bite me, but I'm going to stick with Mike Perry here. Um, I'm, it's not highly confident at all. I'll just note that everybody who's nuked Tim Means, I would pick to beat Mike Perry. But Really? Okay. Yeah. Next okay. fight up, Valentina Shevchenko, 9,600. Jennifer Maya, 6,600. For the flyweight, flyweight title, it is five rounds. The line on this fight, Shevchenko is minus a shitload. The comeback on Jennifer Maia, I'll, I'll say it for real. Valentina Shevchenko, depending on the book you look at, between minus 1350 and minus 2000. Uh, comeback on Jennifer Maia, depending where you look, anywhere between 790 and 950. So it's it's lopsided. It should be. Shevchenko is better everywhere. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I, You guys... I, you need to dust over the breakdown of this fight, unless you're picking Jennifer Maya, in which case I'm going to quit. I'll go real quick, dude. I'll um, go real quick. Um, go ahead. Look, I, I think rather than like analyze this fight, because I don't really think, I mean, Shevchenko is better everywhere. Uh, I want to just give a little bit of betting advice on this fight. So Shevchenko to win by any finish it, on DraftKings Sportsbook is minus 200. Fight does not go the distance is minus 200. Right, those 
those two numbers make no sense to me. Um, why would you not just take the do not go the distance minus 200 in case uh, Shevchenko like falls wrong or, or something occurs, you know, like, so if you're going to bet the fight, like, you know, if you're going to bet Shevchenko by finishing, you could get the exact same number on the fight, not going the distance, play that bet. Cause yeah, I think I'm, that bet. I'm looking at five dimes has it right. Five dimes is inside the distance for the fight minus 195 Shevchenko inside the distance minus 160. Okay, so yeah, that's a little better, but like DraftKings is like minus 200 each way. So if you're playing on the DraftKings Sportsbook, I would certainly take the does not go the distance. The only other other advice I would give is DraftKings advice here. You do not need to play Shevchenko, you know, in your primary GPP lineup, right? She's really expensive. And if you look at her scoring history, she does not really often score that well, right? So this this fight is perfect. Look, it's a cash lock but it's perfectly fadeable in GPPs. And I'll kind of stop there and let Chris go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You come back to me because this is where I'm trying to rile Chris up here. Okay, dad. Because I am 100% fading Valentina Shevchenko. I'm going to have a big old goose egg. Even in cash? Or you're not playing cash? I'm not playing cash. Okay, so for cash though, you got got to admit it's a lock for cash. But what's interesting, if you can go get a little tricky, you could, I wouldn't stack this fight, but if you plug in Jennifer Maya at 6,600 in cash, you can do pretty much anything else you want in the rest of your lineup, which is just it's just an interesting way to look at it. I, don't, I haven't gone too deep into it. Yeah, I'm but Sean, we can argue deep. the same thing about the next fight. Mm, no, because he's 600 more expensive. 600 gets a lot a lot done. Anyway, uh, okay. I'm not playing Shevchenko. Here's the, here's the reason. Shevchenko is 9,600. She needs to score 110 minimum. And... Everybody else in that range can't score 110. And then you got to worry about fit and, you know, there's a $300 difference to Luis Koske. Daniel Rodriguez, 500. You know, th- those are big numbers. And if you look at her scoring history, like Joe mentioned, there's the only way, in my mind, Shevchenko ends up in the optimal lineup is if she finishes Jennifer Maya at the end of the first round, in the last two minutes of the first round, anywhere in there. The later for her, the better. So you get all 90 points, you get the extra striking time, all that stuff. I just I don't see her having a relentless grappling game plan. I think you know Maya's Maya's a kickboxer. Shevchenko, the easiest path to victory is takedowns. It's 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 weird. You don't Shevchenko can dominate people, she can play with her food. There's a lot of variables here. And I think the window, like if she goes out and she takes down Maya right away and and submits her in the first two minutes. Or ground and pound even. And she puts up a big score. She puts up 111. That's a great score. And it's possible it ends up on the optimal. But it's not a lock. Anybody else on this card puts up 111? It's damn near a lock. Actually, it is a lock. I said Alkoska is the one exception if everybody goes bananas to end up on the optimal. Like, there's multiple paths here. And Shevchenko, just being who she is and her name in the co-main event, I, I don't think she's going to be... 40, 50% owned like we see in the main event. I think she'll be lower than we usually see in a, a title fight. But 20, 30% leverage in the field, I think I'm going to go that route. If you see my name in the in, in the bigger GPPs, I'm not going to have Valentina Shevchenko. I might throw her in my mini-max just because I dick around in the mini-max and try, and try some crazy stuff. But the bigger stuff, no Shevchenko for me. Chris, well, I riled must, your cage. I must say, Sean... But I completely agree with you. God, um, I'm gonna hang my head in shame. I, 
I just think that I I just don't buy her as, as a consistent finisher, even though we've seen uh, finishes in the past and, and uh, people who don't really get finished like Chukagian, although that's two in a row for her now, um, or two in quick succession. I don't remember if she had a, a fight after that, but um, but yeah, I still think of her as a slow paced striker. I think that she is a, a lot of these finishes. I think are are fighting people just way below her pay grade, like. Uh, uh, Priscilla Cachuera or uh, or Jessica I that and fight I should have been illegal, by the way. Cachuera, <laughs> that I I just, I just think that I knew that was coming. I just think that um, Maya is pretty good defensively. Uh, she at least keeps a nice high guard. And the one thing I will say is that um, is that we have seen Shevchenko wrestle a little bit more in these spots. So if she does get her to the ground in this division, I should say. So if she does get her to the ground, uh, maybe she can. But I. I think I think Maya should be at least solid enough on the ground to keep herself from being run through. I think that's at least accurate to say. And um, yeah, I just don't see a need to invest a lot of of lineups with Shevchenko or any if you're Sean uh, for 9600 in a GPP when we have so many uh, fights that are so much more likely to finish and finish quickly. So. I agree. The pick is Shevchenko, and uh, but I think she's too expensive, and I don't think she pays off a GPP. And uh, now me and Sean can hold hands and, and dance around. No, let's talk about the main event where I know we can't. Yeah. Davis and Figueredo, nine thousand, taking on Alex Turbo Perez at seventy two hundred, and for the final time of the podcast, the line on this fight: Figueredo minus two fifty, comeback on Perez is plus two thirty. Fight does not go to decision, minus three sixty. I Figueredo brings the violence. I've heard now on the Rotowire staff picks, Chris is the only one to take Alex Perez. But I've heard a bunch of people taking Perez. And I get there's line, there's there's some value here, I guess, in the line in people's minds. I'm a believer in Figueredo and the violence. I will admit, if he doesn't get it done early, like he doesn't have a high volume style that a lot of flyweights have. He just doesn't. So if he doesn't score, he doesn't get a, a finish early, he's not going to score great, even over five rounds. It's just not his style. That being said, I'm a believer in the violence. I'm going to mix him in. I think it's a little early for Perez in his career. I think he'll be back. These guys will fight again. Just not here. Give me Figueredo. I want Chris to defend uh, the underdog last. So, Joe, who you got? Okay, so I think Perez offers a tremendous amount of value on DraftKings, and I think there is certainly a path to victory. Um, for Perez, and I think this is a fight that could be really good, um, you know, DraftKings. Um, and I, I, you know, I've learned, uh, you know, in my short exposure to his philosophy on breaking down fights to respect, you know, Mr. Greg, you know, Aaron Berg. Um, he actually lined the fight with Perez as the favorite, you know, in his own internal line. And he has got to play down on Figueredo, um, you know, that wait, he's got to play that. Wait, he's got to play down on who? On he's got to play down a plus two fifty. I'm sorry, on on Perez. On, on Perez. Okay, right. He's got to play down a plus two fifty on Perez, and you know, like everything except for knockout power, like goes into the Perez corner. Um, I honestly do think that if Perez could get through the first round, you think he's a better um, grappler? I I think he's a better wrestler. I mean, for sure, he's a better wrestler. He's he's got like he's got pedigree. He's got collegiate wrestling pedigree. I think he's a better wrestler. I mean, now if you look at 
recency bias. I get it. Although, um, you know, Benavides was not doing bad against um, Perez until he wasn't. <laughs> um, you know, like, I'm sorry, against uh, Benavides dominated Perez. Benavides was not doing bad against Figueredo until he got nuked. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm actually thinking of changing my pick here. My, my initial pick for, no, for I need to be the only one. No. Well, okay. I won't change my pick. I'll, right. I'll stay, I'll stay with Figueredo. Um, you know, again, but like all the metrics in my eyes, except for that one knockout blow goes to, goes to Perez here. So I will have a lot of Perez on DraftKings. I think there's some great value with 7.2 K. I would not bet Figueredo at minus 300. I think the line is too wide, but I will stay with Figueredo as my pick to win. So Chris can have his moment of glory. Yeah. Most, most because Chris will cry. All right, move it on. There's, 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 there's some, ad, there is some sharper money that I'd like to admit coming in on yes. Perez. Well, now that Joe sucked the fun out of everything. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I did not change my pick officially. I I, I feel so good about that. You know what else there's? By the way, looking at at, a couple of resources for for sharp money, weirdly enough, there's some money coming in Antonina Shevchenko. I know. I I like it. I like it. I don't see it. That's bizarre to me. This could be a big pork chop for me because I I do have a significant (laughs) amount of money down on our – Apple sauce on pork chop. Just, just, yeah. just, just trust me. Yeah, it's better than fireball and popcorn. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give my my little opening as I would have if Joe. I'm going to. We're going to pretend that Joe went really hard on Davis and Figure. And, <laughs> I and I'm, I'm going to give my opening. So um, I I yeah I, I would say uh, yes, Sean. I am the only one in the staff picks who picked uh, Alex Perez. I was also the only one of us who picked. Uh, Jussier Formiga against uh, Devison Figueredo. And I think there's a lot of similarities here, um, specifically the movement, agility, and the wrestling game. And don't forget, um, who was that Jared Brooks? I, I would argue probably should have beat Davison Figueredo uh, with his wrestling game in that fight. And I also, I think an, a big X factor here is those leg kicks. Uh, Figueredo stands very flat-footed in the cage. I think those leg kicks are going to hit home. We've seen Alex Perez stop fighters with those leg kicks. I think that's really going to give him trouble. Plus, he can mix in the wrestling. Plus, he can stay on the balls of his feet. I uh, I, I really like it. I think the coronation of Figueredo is, is far too soon. I think Benavidez was a perfect style matchup for him. Figueredo's longer, and Benavidez just dives in head first into the pocket. And by the way... Uh, Figueredo's not the, not even the only one we've seen do that to Benavides to that extent it was, but who else did it was uh, a guy you might not expect, which is Sergio Pettis in that first round, knocked him down twice the exact same way. He would just come in. Uh, Pettis is a sharp counter striker, so we caught him. The difference, of course, being that Figueredo is much more powerful than uh, than a Sergio Pettis. But um, yeah, I, I I'm actually with Joe here uh, when he said that I think that. Uh, Perez wins this fight most most ways, except for the power and potentially the jujitsu. But otherwise, um, I really like Perez here. I think the value is based on recency bias. We were all blown away by the complete and utter dismantling of of Benavides in that second fight. But you know, a lot of us saw it coming too. So um, yeah, it's not like everybody wasn't on Benavides in that fight. So. Um, 
you know, not really a surprise there, but I think that Alex Perez will surprise some people, although maybe not as many as I would have thought, by uh, by claiming the title here. So the pick is Perez. All right, guys, it is hot take time. Let's throw out some hot takes for UFC 255. Guys in chat, hit, throw in some hot takes into the chat. I will read a couple out. Get your moment of glory on this spectacular podcast, guys. Joe, I know you have a parlay queued up, so go ahead and give you well, your look. Your I, look, I, I think it's kind of uneventful now. I mean, I, my parlay was, you know, it's a chick whisperer parlay. It's, uh, you know, it's Shevchenko, Valentina. Uh, you know, it is Calvillo, and it is. Minus- 1500 yeah parlay. i know i know right and it well just because i wanted to do a three unit three team watch, parlay. watch get dq'd for a knee on the oh ground. my god that would kill me and um and cynthia calvio so um that was uh 300 and something dollars to win a thousand that i bet um but what i'm really looking at right now that i like a lot which is a six to one parlay it is um shevchenko and jennifer maya do not go the distance right um, Buckley wins by finish, uh, and the Paul Craig Hua fight does not go the distance. And because you know we are all Renaissance men, Coastal Carolina minus five. So that that is my uh, four fighter. Chance clears. Yeah, that is my four fighter four parlay right there, and that is six and a half to one. So Coastal Carolina minus five. Shogun Hua, Paul Craig does not go the distance. Buckley wins by finish. And Shevchenko, Maya does not go the distance. Six and a half to one. I mean, Chris, your hot take has got to be just taking Alex Perez to win, no? You got a different one? I was going to be, but I, I wanted, I, in the spirit of Joe doing um, fights that finish and don't, I, I was going to mix it up a little bit. Um, so we can put the Alex Perez finish on, on, on the burner. I want to, I, I want to do three of these and I think they're in opposition to, uh, oh, to God. most uh, thought and, and the, the odds some way too. So we're going to do uh, Moreno Roy Val does finish. Uh, Hua and Craig and, and Shevchenko and Maya do not finish. So I don't know what that would parlay to, but I'm guessing it's a lot. Yeah, it would be a lot because Shevchenko and, and Maya not finishing itself is like oh, a big number. That's yeah. plus – I think it's like 160. Oh, plus, one, plus 160, yeah. yeah. Actually, I thought, I thought it was higher than that to be to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, that'd be that'd – be, make yourself yeah. a little bit of cheese there. Yeah. All right, my hot take. We're going to go with – I don't want to get too chalky. I was, I was going to say Jared Gooden wins by finish, but I don't think I'm going to go there. Jared Gooden. Oh yeah, right. I'm night train, right? Night train. Yeah. D- Dustin Stoltzfus wins by submission. Wow. Okay. What's that? And, and, and that? my official picks, um, DFS Army is Dawkins, but I think Stoltzfus is probably one of the sneakier live underdogs in the well, card. So. What's the odds on that, Sean? Stoltzfus by submission is. What did I just give out? I just gave out Stoltzfus. Round three inside the distance. Where's by where's by submission? I don't even know if it's if it's out. Wins by oh there it is plus nine fifty. Wow. There you go. I might have I might have to take a little stab on that to win a grand. Just just just, just a little bit of cheddar for you. Yeah. Okay, All guys. Right, guys. 
This was a lot of fun. Longer episode, but UFC 255 should be good. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Audience? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read a couple. Hang on. All right. I did want to point out, because people jump off, this fight card starts at 6.30 Eastern time, yes. Joe. I know. I got it. I got it. And please keep posted for lineup for fight cancellations yes. and stuff yes. tomorrow, because they are in Vegas, and COVID is a bitch. I was so pissed off. It really cost me. All right, let's look out here. Let's see what we got. Um, I need to look at a different place. I have some weird stuff open here. Um, Chook and Dolby win greasy splits from Ryan Barton. Um, I could see Chukagian doing it. Yeah, I could see. I could see, see, see Dolby. One. I could see Dolby too. I have a hard time with that one. Okay. But um, any any anybody any Nan. Anybody? Zoe says, "Look out, Appalachian State money line." I'm giving all kinds of betting <laughs> stuff. Give all kinds of betting stuff away here. Yeah, this is going to turn into that, a general betting. That's only, that's only if the fifth-year quarterback plays, which I don't what? think he's going to. I don't even know what Nan just said. Deuce Daguerre wins by sub off his back after getting crippled by a calf. I, I don't know what that means. Either. <laughs> Look, man, not not is not is in his own little world. I only understand like sixty percent of what he ever says. Um, an hour and 20 minutes in and you know what i always thought people were disinterested they just go psychotic what's what's happening yeah not it not is not is like one of those like high iq guys that is in his own world um like making money yes all right guys thank you for being with us good luck in those contests make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content no credit card required subscribe to the podcast on youtube live pay-per-view weeks friday eight o'clock eastern be here we will see you next time peace later guys everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.